This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Defense Department lays out its instructions to help its employees contain the coronavirus. Pentagon officials want to get moving on its multi-billion dollar cloud contract. And security at child care centers in federal buildings are a little too lax for comfort. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Defense Department puts out official guidance on the coronavirus outbreak to reduce the threat of the illness in the military. The guidance advises DOD personnel who returned from travel to China in the last 14 days and feel sick to seek medical help immediately and to call ahead to tell them about the recent travel. The guidance reminds personnel to wash their hands thoroughly and to cough or sneeze into their sleeves and not hands. The World Health Organization declared coronavirus a global emergency last week. Amid growing concerns about the spread of coronavirus, the Defense Department says it's agreed to make four military bases available to quarantine travelers arriving from overseas. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. In a statement, Defense Secretary Mark Esper says DOD is offering up facilities at four bases to house up to 1,000 people. They're located at Fort Carson, Colorado, Lackland Air Force Base in Texas, and Travis Air Force Base and Miramar Marine Corps Air Station in California. Although DOD is providing the space, the Health and Human Services Department would be in charge of transporting and caring for any travelers who need to be quarantined. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Defense Health Agency stands up its first four health care markets in the National Capital Region, Jacksonville, Florida, the Mississippi Coast, and Central North Carolina. The markets will share patients, staff, budgets, and other functions to optimize the delivery and coordination of health services. DHA will eventually establish 21 markets where DOD has large concentrations of facilities and patients. DHA says the markets will allow hospitals and clinics to be more effective by eliminating duplicative processes and streamlining management functions. The Defense Department taps the Defense Logistics Agency to help improve the readiness of the troubled F-35. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has details. DLA officials say they'll start transferring spare parts from Lockheed Martin and Pratt & Whitney. The parts, which the government already owns, will go into DLA's own regional warehouses. Last year, the F-35 Joint Program Office tapped DLA for storage and management support of the plane's spare parts kits in the U.S. and Canada. So, parts will be closer to the planes that need them. Now, DLA says it's ready to roll. I'm Tom Temin. Defense and Justice Department lawyers have asked a judge to let the Pentagon get to work on the multi-billion dollar Jedi Cloud contract. Documents filed Friday asked the Court of Federal Claims to reject Amazon Web Services' request for a preliminary injunction. Both sides are asking the court for a decision. By February 13th, DOD plans to award the first major Jedi task order to Microsoft the next day if the court doesn't block it before then. Lieutenant General John Shanahan, the leader of the Defense Department's Joint Artificial Intelligence Center, or JAKE, will retire this summer. He's been overseeing JAKE since December 2018. JAKE spokesman Lieutenant Commander Arlo Abrahamson says the search is ongoing for a replacement. Shanahan's departure comes as DOD is increasing its interest in AI. JAKE has a budget of $183 million for 2020. The center will also double its civilian workforce of 70 by 2021, and the Pentagon says it may start using AI in military operations as early as this year. 
The General Services Administration released the second major piece of its effort to consolidate its schedule contracts. GSA issued the mass modification for current schedule holders. The solicitation streamlines terms and conditions, includes new categories and special item numbers, and attempts to make it easier for vendors to provide products and services. GSA says contractors should begin the process to modify and consolidate their current schedule contracts as soon as possible so they meet the July 31st deadline to sign the mass modification. Child care centers in buildings run by GSA have significant security vulnerabilities, according to the agency's inspector general. The IG office found that all 11 of the child care centers it audited failed to meet minimum federal security standards and recommended the public building service upgrade the security of those facilities. PBS officials told the IG's office that large-scale security upgrades would affect the long-term solvency of the fund it uses for building repairs. Federal chief data officers emphasize the federal data strategy will impact all federal employees and not just data wonks. The first meeting of the government-wide chief data officers council took place last Friday. It's one of the first it's the first of 20 goals the strategy has laid out for agencies to meet before the end of this year. In a few months, agencies must also complete an assessment of their workforce's data literacy and data skills under the strategy. But the plan also sets a 10-year roadmap for long-term goals like the government's ethical use of public data. Two more experts have joined the Federal Salary Council. President Donald Trump appointed former Millennium Challenge Corporation Director of Human Resources Doug Ferrer and Robert Creighton from the Fraternal Order of Police to the body that reviews the pay of federal employees as compared to the private sector. The council includes three experts in labor relations and pay policy and six representatives of federal labor unions and other employee organizations. Administrative judges at the Merit Systems Protection Board decided over 5,100 cases in 2019. That's about 300 fewer than the previous year. The board doesn't have a quorum, but administrative judges at MSPB field and regional offices are still deciding cases. MSPB told Congress nearly half of its judges and over a third of its employees are eligible to retire in the next two years. Retirement eligibility, the lack of quorum, and a recent Supreme Court decision questioning the constitutionality of its administrative judges are the big challenges for the MSPB in 2020. And the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board again awarded its life annuity contract to MetLife Insurance Company. Thrift savings plan participants are allowed to use all or a portion of their proceeds from the TSP to buy a single life or joint life annuity policy. MetLife has the new contract for three years with the option to renew twice for one additional year each. It's held the contract since at least 2014. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcast. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Music.